Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Wild Heart. This is Kathy. Um, this particular episode is kind of a impromptu episode. It's It came um, around unexpected. About six weeks ago, I did an interview with a new friend of mine that I met in Little Havana, JC, who manages a cigar shop there. And uh, we did the podcast. I was just really taken with the culture, uh, with the tight-knit community, and just um, the richness of it. And it just had this really uh, cool feel that I could relate to, but yet I could feel underneath that all that there is this um, suppression of the people that this quality of life that they have here, that they treasure it more than we do because they understand it isn't that way for a lot of their own people. And it was just a little while ago that we had that podcast and and JC was so kind as to explain a few things to us about the Cuban culture and and what all it brings and and how much of a part of our American culture that it is. And um, the news as of late has had me thinking of him and and the people that I met in Little Havana and you know, we're staying here in the Keys right now, and we're only about 90 miles from Cuba. And when I think about that and what's happening there and what's been happening there, I'm a compassionate being, and it can't help but tug at my heartstrings. And it does us no good, you know, as Americans to be silent and to not share the compassion that we feel and JC contacted me and asked if I would mind giving him um, the floor and let him kind of express to you as a Cuban um, who has family there and whose heritage is there, what must be going on right now. So my friend JC, are you there? Yes, I am, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me oh my on the gosh. podcast today. You're welcome. Give us your given name, please. Juan Carlos Quinones Salas. See, you do that so much better than I would do that. (laughs) 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 It sounds great rolling off your tongue. Um, Thank you. So I've been watching the news as of late, and uh, Little uh, Havana has some some things going on right now. And um, tell us about it. What's, What's the feeling down there right now? Well, um, to say that we are apprehensive and um, somewhat uh, under the gun, uh, no pun intended, uh, is an understatement. Um, I am American-born of Cuban parents, so you can say I'm I'm American-made with Cuban parts. Yeah. Um, We are at a precipice as Cuban-Americans, as Cubans, um, we've come to the, to the edge and we either jump off and take that plunge and take that chance to be free. Yeah. Completely free from the yoke of um, the, the dictatorship, the socialism, the communism that we've had to endure in the island for 60 years or plus. Um, in Little Havana, um, friends of mine from the cigar shop, uh, on the street, um, school chums, 
Um, uh, we were at which end because for the last three days we weren't able to communicate with family because the internet had been blocked, so we couldn't call on WhatsApp or any other means. Right. Uh, uh, neighborhoods in which uh, our families live have been militarized, and uh, it is something that I hope nobody has to feel. Um, but uh, desperation, just the utter. Uh, lack of power to do anything other than to just observe and we can scream to the high heavens here but we're still 90 plus miles away um, we are we're coping with it um, thankfully today I was able to speak with my family they're indoors um, they claim and they're saying that you can see uh, black berated um, militants out on the street um, uh, physically uh, abusing the, mm. the population right. um, intimidating them um, shouting the, the, the dictatorship's slogan um, and this is nothing new to Cuba I want, I want your listeners to understand this this is nothing new Right. Uh, we've been at this for 60 years, but there is no food on the shelves. Mm -hmm. There is no COVID vaccination available for the population. Very little, if that much. And even the ones that they are providing are only 60% efficient. Um, they've now changed the, the, the use of the currency, the dollar, which was the, the the stepchild uh, could still be used. Now it's no longer that currency. It's got to be a euro. So how do you get euros to your family from America? It's almost impossible. Right. Um, the dollar has lost even more value before where you went dollar for dollar. Basically, if you send $100, they got $100 worth of, of currency over there. Now they're only getting 63, 64 cents. Um, there is no milk for the for the children. There is no food for the elderly. Hell, there's barely any matchbooks for you to light your stove with, and even then, there's no gas for you to light your stove with. Um, the repression is at an all-time high. Uh, so we're really with our, with our hands tied behind our back. But the most important thing that I need your listeners to understand is that we are one people, and when I say we, America and Cuba. Yeah. The idiosyncrasies, and you have witnessed this yourself in the last close to two months. We are more alike than we are different. Um, yeah. We share the same national pastime, the same food passion, um, the tobacco, the rum, the, the, the happiness, the joy. Um, we can be redheaded cousins to each other if we look in the mirror long enough. Um, we need your help. We need your voice. Yes, the Cuban community does have a political voice here in Florida, but it lacks in the rest of the nation. So I implore, yeah. I beg, and I'm sorry if I get a little emotional, your listeners, please help us help ourselves. Right. Do not abandon us. There are children being shot young people being taken into prison. There was a father that militants 
broke into his home and shot him in front of his three-year-old daughter, and they dragged his body out like he was a dog. This is not what America stands for. We do not let human rights go by being violated willy-nilly, and especially when it's at our front door. Right. Please, please help us. Because right now, families are being destroyed permanently. This is not a separation of 90 miles. These are permanent effects. And we really are helpless at this point. Um, call your congressman, your senator. I don't care, your councilman, your your local commissioner. Do something. Help raise our voices up so we can help. We are a country, and I am a proud American. Yes. That when we put our minds to helping someone, we can do it. Don't turn your back on us, please. That's all that I ask. That's all that my brother asks. That's all that my neighbors ask. Um, we we are really, really, really in dire need of help. Yeah, I, I, I know you are. And, you know, I asked everyone, you know, I, I touched on this in our last podcast that so many Americans have just become so detached from the rest of the world and reality, what reality is for a lot of people. And um, because of that, they've kind of hardened their hearts which is um you know we we say we stand on all these morals and but what kind of moral person are you if you turn your back to the suffering like you said that's going on at your front door um any person that is going to risk their lives and the lives of their children and to to escape something that is so horrible that they're willing to risk their very lives to escape it they're welcome as my neighbor um and and the way we are supposed to be is to welcome them and is to offer help and compassion you know it just boggles my mind that this isn't touching everyone on that level on on the level of spirit right yeah, and I think that one of the most, um, I want to say dumbfounding and astounding things is that on an everyday basis, I run across my fellow Americans and they tell me, well, you know, I would love to go to Cuba. I want to spend a vacation in Cuba. I want to see the people of Cuba. But yet they turn a blind eye to the need of those people. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So. Cuba's good enough for you to go spend a weekend and get, you know, drunk and have a great Cuban cigar and go to the Tropicana and have a great old time and enjoy the fruits of that of that country, yet you won't help it be free. Right. So I don't understand the hypocrisy and I'm sorry, the duplicity, just the callousness of some of my fellow Americans that um, yes, we are the forbidden fruit. You're you're more interested in seeing an original '57 Chevy than you are about making sure that a two year old gets their daily ration of milk. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I just it it, it it really just drives me insane. Yep. because we have all these values, all these principles that we expound to the world. We are the beacon of democracy in the world. We are that lighthouse that everyone can come running to 
and shelter to in the middle of the storm, yet we do nothing, nothing, and we're 90 miles away. You know, unfortunately, some of my fellow Cuban um, family members here and, and friends, they say, you know, if right now they were to find, you know, 50 million trillion um, barrels of oil in Cuba, the United States would be there in a heartbeat because it'd be in their interest. But if they found diamonds or gold, they'd be in their interest. I hate for people to think that I, as an American, am more interested in the benefit that I get than the one that I can give because it is not true. It okay. is not true. Americans are not like that. We're not like that. We're a giving, loving society. But maybe because a lot of the people don't know what's going on because we're not in the mass media. We are not on um, you know, the nightly news on a daily basis. We're not Iran. We're not Iraq. We're not Afghanistan. We're not Haiti. You understand? Right. We stood on our two feet for a very long time. Um, a lot of people don't understand what's going on. Please, please, again, I implore, get informed. A whole, this is, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's a civil war, what's going on in Cuba. No, it's no, civil it's war not. Is, when both, is when both sides have weapons and they can fight with only one side, that of the dictatorship, is the one with the weapons, it's called the genocide, America. And that is what's happening in Cuba right now. A genocide of ideals, of people, of family, of culture. That is what's going on right now as we speak in that beloved country. So what can that, I mean, I know we have to open our hearts to this, but you mentioned earlier to contact your congressman, contact your senator, contact any representative that you have. Is that the most powerful way that people can voice for this nation yes. to go in and help? Yes, right now it is the only way. I mean, we have a flotilla of over a thousand personal boats that are ready to go to Cuba right now. If I tell you the amount of goods, including water, food, clothing, medicine, that is ready to be taken, and we are being stopped at the 12-mile marker away from Cuba because that's where the international water line is at, and we're not allowed to go in because we don't have a military escort, um, we will be shot upon by, or they will be shot upon by, by Cuban forces. Right. There will be a loss of life. Um, give us the power, please. Give us the escort that we need. Um, put pressure. You know, I, I respect the president. The president says he's praying for Cuba. Listen, um, if the mountain won't come to Mohammed, Mohammed has to go to the mountain. Plain and simple. Uh, you know, and, and I hate to be cracked, but let's get off our asses. Yeah. Let's do something. You know, we talk a good fucking game. We do. We do as Americans, man. We can bullshit our way out of hell if we have to. Well, you know what? It's time we bullshit our way into hell. Let's stand up for those ideals. The ones that um, were the same ideals that our forefathers and our founding fathers expounded when we wanted liberty. We are not the only people that are allowed to have the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Let everyone enjoy those fruits. Right. Um, you know, and for a very long time, Cuba was under um, the tutelage of the United States. The, the, 
they installed governors and presidents and, and ministers and, and, and a lot of the products that we take for granted now, such as sugar, bananas, pineapples, coffee, um, tobacco products, were exported from or imported from Cuba. So again, we're good for one thing, but not for the other. That's duplicitous. That's hypocrisy. That is taking advantage of your little brother, taking his lunch. It's not what America stands for. No, we're not like that. And I hate to be viewed as that. You understand? And we have the power. We have the political might to either squeeze, and we've done the squeezing, the blockade or the embargo, whatever you want to call it, has failed miserably. The dictatorship is still using that lie. Let us, let the people that are that are willing to sacrifice their life, both American citizens of Cuban descent and Latin descent. We've got Venezuelans out there in high seas. We've got Cubans in the high seas. We've got Guatemalans. We've got non-Hispanic white Americans. We've got black Americans ready to go and help this nation. Give us what we need to make it happen. Guarantee the safety of those people. Let them go in there and help this country out. Cuba needs you, America. Cuba desperately needs you. We are at a precipice. If we go back now, if those people that are out on the street lay their whatever weapons they may have down, if they lay down, we will have socialism at the corner of our door for the next hundred years. Yeah. Do you want that? Do you want that? I don't think so. I want a better future for my children and my grandchildren. Right now, I should be enjoying myself. My fourth grandchild is going to be born on August 1st. And I'm more worried about what's going on there than I am here in the health of my daughter and my grandchild. It shouldn't be like this, America. We are not like this. We're not. No. I hope we're not. I hope we're not. I mean, sometimes, you know, I listen to you and, or I'm listening to you and I, I, I kind of, you, you might, you might have a little more faith in the American system than I do. Um, I hope so, JC. I hope so. I hope that, that we are not that. I hope that we do the right thing. I hope that, you know, compassion comes out of every corner of this country and, and we do the right thing. And I pray we do. And I will do what you ask and I will contact my congressman and my senator and I will, I will ask that they do whatever they have to do to help your people. You know, and it's not just that they're, you know, we are, we're, I just did a podcast on the, the 12 universal laws. And the first one is the, the law of divine oneness. We are all one. We are all one. And what we allow to happen to another, we are hurting. If we're allowing harm to one, we're allowing harm to ourselves. I don't know. I just, it, I, I, uh, it, it's hard for me to picture what what Cubans are going through right now. I I'm American born and bred. I mean, I'm as white as white comes as far as Wonder Bread and European descent and all of that. So it's hard for me to connect to it the way with the with the just what you must be feeling, what you must be feeling, and that's where. 
you have to go deeper and realize that we just because you're different you're still connected we are all connected in this universe that's that's how it's intended to be and if i um i came through i came um i saw a meme about three weeks ago and, and it goes to what you said it says remember you're unique like everyone else right um uh we are one human race whether you're black white yellow green red i don't care yep um you know, uh, the old adage, don't, don't, don't judge an Indian until you walk in his moccasin. Right. Um, how would you feel if you woke up this morning and your child is cringing in pain because yeah. they are hungry? Right. They are hungry. You know, I have a lot of um, homelessness here in Miami. And I am one who, if I got five bucks, you know, I'll give them three. Or I'll give them one if I can. You know, and mm-hmm. people always ask, bro, why are you giving your money away? You know, it's not like you have that much to begin with. And I go, because I don't like to go to home. I don't like to go to sleep hungry. I don't. Right. I don't. So if I don't like it, if it's something that I don't like for me, why would I wish it upon my fellow man or woman? It just makes no sense. Right. Have we lost all love for each other? Have we lost that connection with the architect of the universe that made us all equal? And yeah. we divided ourselves because we caused the divisionism. There, nowhere in the world did the grand architect said that blacks are better than whites or whites right. are better than Indians or, or better than Chinese. We are all equal. We all bleed the same. We all have the same necessity. And for those listeners, those few, because I don't believe you have that many that would think like this and actually listen to you because you are such a divine light, okay, that would actually go, well, they are not my problem because they're not American. They're not my color of the skin. I'll give you this example. If God forbid right now you get T-boned in the middle of the street and your four-year-old child is in the back of that car and she's bleeding out to death and the only doctor for 30 miles is a Cuban doctor, will you let that doctor save your child's life? Because if you do and still you're a racist and you don't have love for your fellow man, you are a hypocrite because you want what's good for you no we are one global tribe we are one global family we need to do good by each other always on a daily basis how do you pay back the blessings that you have how can you be of service to the grand architect how do you pay that forward think about that people yeah. This is a country that's 11 million inhabitants. 11 million inhabitants that are, and, and I tell you this, and this is on the subject. I, I met a gentleman many years ago, um, an elderly man, and I invited him to my house. We made a great friendship, and I told him, I'm going to cook dinner for you. And he said, so what are you going to cook? I said, I'm going to cook iron round. And he goes, is that beef? And I go, Yes. He says, well, I'd rather you cook pork. And I go, why? He says, because for a very, very long time, I never tasted beef ever since I came to the United States. For over 40 years, I didn't know what beef was. I tasted a steak and it made me sick. Mm. How the hell in the Western Hemisphere, on an island that has livestock, does the government dictate that beef is not to be consumed by the population and only by those in power? 
Right. How is it that you stab a person in a fight in Cuba and you get 12 years in prison? Yet if you steal a cow, a steer, a longhorn, you get 25 fucking years. Wow. How does that happen? How does that happen 90 miles away from the United States? How does that It's not because there's a lack of beef. It's because it's a greater sin for you to steal from the, from the government of fucking cow than it is for you to stab a human being. It has to end, Kathy, and we can't do it alone. We can't. We need your help. America, please, I beg, once again, I implore, help us. Let us be free again. Please. Well, I am going to make sure that this gets heard by as many people as I can. And if you're listening to this podcast, what I would ask you to do, besides contacting the officials that you need to contact so that you implore them to give the help that is given, I encourage you to share the podcast. There is a lot of people um, like like JC said, if you're not in Florida, you're, you're a little removed from the Cuban culture. So it's not that you don't mean well, you just don't know. So if, if you need, I ask you to share and, and to ask people to listen and ask people to, to do what they can do to help, to also ask the, the officials to appeal to, to Washington to let's do something about this because the, the lack of, of, of humanity that's happening right now there's a ripple effect that's going to go out and 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 the ripple's not far from our own land so if there's no other reason than for you to do this out of concern for this being as as close to our home as it is then do whatever as long as you're doing something to help these people they need it they're begging for it and they're a proud people, you guys. These are proud, hardworking, skilled, beautiful people. And they are begging us to help them. How can we not? Let's all do our part. Do something to help. Appeal to your, your higher conscious. Appeal, appear to your higher self. Because if you do, you know what the right thing to do is. You know. JC, oh my gosh. I I send you all the love in my heart and to your family and to everyone there. And and if I can help you in the future, you have my number. You know how to get in touch with me. Um and and let's just thank you. Thank you. Thank Doug. Sure. Thank your listeners for taking the time that have listened to this podcast because it's very easy just to turn it off and um and if they've gone through it, then I know they have a heart. Sure. And, and, and they will do what's right. As Americans, we always do what's right. And you don't have to be an American, people. No. Just be a human being. Just be a Just human a being. And Just if, have a heartbeat. Yeah. And if you're a prayer, I'm, I'm a huge lover of prayer. And if you pray, pray for these people. Pray for them. Because... If you can't do anything else, you can pray. And that's going to, that helps. That helps. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, my friend. And I hope, I hope, I hope. JC, please stay on the line. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But everyone else, um, 
do do something you know do something don't just turn this off and not do anything and say that's sad if you've listened to it to this point you have an obligation to do something because if you turn this off and you listen to this podcast the whole way through and you do nothing then there's a consequence to that as well so do something uh cuba i send you all my love i send you all all the support that my heart and soul can give and i will pray for you i will pray for you until then we are out jc thank you Thank you, Kathy. Thank you.